There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows that used to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season five of The Expanse. Oh my gosh. It just keeps getting like more and more tense as we're going. Oh, yes, like, it does. Every time I'm like, is is that the end of it? Okay, no, there's more. Okay, is yeah. that? Er, what's happening? Yeah, and then exactly. when the end comes, it's like, that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> You're stopping here? No. Yes, that's exactly. I need more. <laughs> you have some uh, show news for us, though. Yes. After playing Joe Miller on the show, Thomas Jane has returned to the Expanse for season five. What? As he directed this episode. Done an That's awesome job, too. <laughs> I was expecting him to pop up again somewhere else, but as the director? Yes, as the director. That's just greatness. Wow. All right. All right, Thomas Jade. I think we're going to have him like join us some more. I don't know, in the show itself, but maybe flashbacks or something. You never know. They've our- mentioned protomolecule. That's right. Keeping our, our fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into episode three, Mother. That never sounds good. No. <laughs> Holden tries to convince Fred Johnson to destroy the last sample of protomolecule. Naomi gets an important lead to her son. On Luna, Avislara begins to hunt for Marco Inaros. And hopefully I'll say Marco's name right this time. I always say Marcos. I don't know why. But yeah, this is interesting the way it all kind of played out to me because it's like nobody wanted to listen to another person who might know something yep because of course we're opening with avatar and delgado getting some outsider perspective on things which i found really interesting because they bring in somebody who works in the private sector on luna to evaluate their finding and he does notice that these hunks of rock that they have shown him and observe here and there are vanished (laughs) or i'm sorry it seems to vanish on one side because things aren't quite right and they obviously can't tell him, well, that's stealth tech. Right. But this is very odd for an asteroid. Yes. And he kind of extrapolates, well, it looks like this broke up, and now there's a whole bunch of pieces. It was something from a larger meteor, perhaps. And all of a sudden, Avasalara and Delgado kind of look at each other, and they're like, oh, crap. Well, how yeah. many more can it be? It's like, well, there's no way to know. Right. And now you have a whole lot of pieces, not just one giant piece, that has really good shielding on it so this could be really really bad which of course we know this but what does that mean that means somebody else is just not going to listen we know that's going to happen oh yeah and i don't know about you but that drives me crazy so after their new friend leaves after being threatened to tell nobody right (laughs) avasalara does realize all right this is martian tech that had to be utilized by marco because who else is doing it because why would mars 
send it on a collision course that could well pass us and hit them. Right. And she's like, listen, you got to get the powers of B to re, what was it? Redo the watchtowers. I can't remember exactly. They wanted to link the watchtowers into the asteroid detection system. So it would see the stealth tech. Yes, because it's pointed at Mars because of the stealth tech that it's able to right. to see. But, of course, nobody's going to listen to that because, hello, Mars could still be coming after us. It's like, yeah, we have bigger problems right now. Right. But, yeah, screaming into the wind, apparently. Because later, Delgado informs Avasalara that he failed in persuading the powers to be to move the watchtowers in preparation for a possible asteroid strike. And Delgado seems to be losing faith. And of course, Avaslara is like, please don't lose faith. You're the only person who still believes. You can't quit. And well, he he quits. This is pretty upsetting because Avaslara doesn't really have anybody in her corner. And it upsets me personally because he knows that he was in that freaking meeting with the guy who is like, yeah, this these are a bunch of asteroids that are covered in stealth tech. You need to fight harder because these things are coming. You just don't know right. where they're going to come to. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is if he brings up Avasalara, he gets shut down immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think he just isn't able to come up with a good explanation as to why they need to do that without using her name. And that's the whole, that's his whole problem is he can't come up with a good story saying, well, look at it. Mars has been having all this stuff because he, he doesn't, I mean, he knows, but he, he doesn't completely have the proof that Bobby has gathered, uh-huh. which makes no sense. You would think, I'm sure he knows about it, but Avasalara may be still holding on to it because she's using government money to pay Bobby off <laughs> to uh-huh. help pay for it. Could be, but still. I think that Peter went about it that way. Maybe they might have listened. I don't know. I kind of feel like Nancy Gao was never going to listen. No, she shut it down. Pretty much right away. Yeah. Yeah. In last episode. So, yeah, you knew that. And more than likely, she talked to everybody in her cabinet and said, don't listen to Ava Solara. Yeah. Not like she might know something. Right. <laughs> but Ava Solara does take her daughter's advice and reaches out to her husband, Arjun. But all she's able to do is leave him a voice message. Suddenly, she does get a notification on her phone, which, of course, she's hoping is her husband, but it's Fred Johnson with the Ashford audio file. And she hears Marco and Ashford's last conversation prior to Ashford's murder. And there's her credibility. Now, I get that she's kind of like, well, I can't really take this anywhere because it doesn't specifically say it. Right. And she's been able to piece it together. But again, I think Gao would be so blind to her hate hatred of Avasalara that she wouldn't be able to put it together. Right. <sighs> Which this Yeah. Is not- Very frustrating. <laughs> yes. Especially if by the end of the episode. It's like, God yeah. dang it. <laughs> so let's go to Drummer. So we see Drummer sleeping with her crewmates and apparently it's like, okay, everyone's just in the bunks all over. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess you're if you're just that close. <laughs> 
It seems a little weird to me, but again, I'm not that close to anybody to be like, yeah. I'm not going to sleep <laughs> naked in this room. It's totally fine. Anyway, she wakes to learn that Tynan is close at hand. It's like, wait, what? So yeah. Everyone get up and get dressed because we got stuff to do. And Drummer orders that certain commodities be transferred from the Tynan to their ship. However, there seems to be no sign of backup of Ashford's files, which we know that's not true. No. <laughs> Drummer worked with him enough to know that there's something somewhere. It's like, all right, start picking it apart. Now, as they are, and nobody's able to find anything, I started to think, what if they're not part of Drummer's crew, really? Right. What if they're, okay. like, five? for an ROs. Yeah, and, and, like, they found something and they deleted it or something. Like, I was starting to believe that, because I'm paranoid, apparently, when it yeah. comes to this crew. <laughs> So yeah, like, we know nothing about her crew, so yeah. yeah, there's reason to doubt that they're all on her side. Yeah, because come on, Drummer knows there's something there, and they can't find anything anywhere. Right. And then all of a sudden, there was a, what was it, a, a airlock that there was a problem, and she's like, I'll go do it. And I was like, no, they're gonna space her. Right. <laughs> I was so freaked out, especially when she goes in there, I'm like, can they see her? Are they gonna do something? Oh my god. I was like, literally sitting on my couch, all tensed up, going, oh no. You can't kill Drummer, don't you dare. No, they almost killed her before. Not again. I can't take it. Yeah. And she goes out, it, well, into like the airlock area and there's, I guess, like a fire extinguisher. Yep. And all of a sudden, like she tries to move something and she looks over and notices that there's another one right there. And I don't know if it's not normal to have two that close. Or, More than likely. I'd say, or if Ashford is just never that, that great. It's like, wait a <laughs> second. This is weird. And she starts messing with it and notices it opens at the bottom and there's all sorts of stuff in there a gun yeah <laughs> and a recording device that contains the audio of ashford's last conversation with marco naros i'm assuming it was also backup for files but i don't yep. know and literally ashford's last words including his singing right before he was spaced. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, she gets to hear his last words. Uh, that was rough. Yes, <laughs> and it devastates her. Yes, Drummer does pocket the device, and the crew is celebrating again. They seem to do a lot of that because... Most belters do. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, we got all this. This is great. Drummer's like, yeah, we're going to go after Marco now. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like all of a sudden, it's like, hold on, hold on. We were having a good time. What's going on? She's like, the bounty on his head is a cool 20 million. That can last us for years to come. And the crew all kind of looks at each other like, wait, is she for real? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to die. Right. Going after this 20 mil. And I think the big thing is because they don't know, like, the whole situation. Right. Oh, absolutely. They don't know the complete story with Drummer and Ashford, so. Yeah, so I don't know if it would have been better for Drummer to tell them what she's found. It's like, Marco didn't care he was spacing our people so he doesn't care about anybody but himself and then maybe they're like wait okay he's not this great person we think he is but either way, Drummer's out for blood, and she's like, hey, if you want out, you can have out. No worries. Right. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, They uh, still look at her like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it's like, okay. And later we see Drummer aboard the Tynan, sitting in Ashford's old chair, which I feel like, okay, she's 
pretty upset because of everything that could happen could have happened right and she kind of talks about it because the plan was to revitalize titan for future travel and now she's going to use it to help hunt down marco right and she's holding that bottle that she'd given ashford and it's like oh god yeah just twist the knife a little more in our chest thank you yes (laughs) and is it oksana i always say her name wrong because she comes in and drummer decides to tell her i gave this bottle to ashford because he asked me to be his first mate and I didn't go. But I told right. them we'd drink this later and it's like this is all that's left. And of course Oksana is trying to be like, if you were there, you'd be dead too. Right. But Drummer's like, or he would have been alive. So that guilt is just kind of tearing her up. And personally, a hundred percent my own opinion, I feel like that's really heart wrenching and hard to see because we've never seen Drummer look like that. Right. We've always Absolutely. seen her like this hard ass get things done i will deal with my own crap later right and so when this comes kind of like naomi yeah (laughs) so when this comes down it's just like i'm not ready for this yeah it rips your heart out to see how broken drummer is in this moment yes And I was kind of surprised because at the very end with Drummer, she ends up sending Ashford's file to someone. I mean, we don't exactly know if it's Johnson or Avasalara or who she sends it to, but she says, this is not my fight. Right. But she's making it her fight at the same time because she's going after Marco. Well, I think by her saying, this isn't my (laughs) fight, she's had a change of heart and she's not going after Marco. Oh, you don't think so? No. I think the whole emotional breakdown and Ascana being as comforting as she was basically convinced Drummer not to put this crew in jeopardy like that. Oh, see, I was thinking she's still going, but she's saying it to be like, all right, whoever gets them first, though. Right, yeah. She's letting the higher-ups take care of it. (laughs) Oh. See, I was not thinking of it that way. I'm thinking she's like, all right, more people going after him, the better off I am. Right. if I get him and get the bounty, hey, bonus for me. Right. But I guess we'll see, just in case something changes. Yeah. Let's go to Tycho. <laughs> Monica is revealing footage from an attack on Ceres to Holden and Fred Johnson. And apparently one of the people, Cortazar, who was at the scene of this crime, was an initial proto-molecule, I'm saying this wrong, curator. So that can't be good. No, somebody has took the one of the protomolecule scientists and taken off with him. So yeah, this is not good. No, because here we are thinking, okay, we finally got rid of it all and it's done. We've seen what happened on so way too many places. I can't even say all the places because protomolecule has jacked up so much stuff. Right. So somebody is like, oh, well, I didn't get a chance to play with it. I can do yeah. better, apparently. <laughs> of course. Everybody's going to, um, every scientist is going to think that. When you see this happen, you're like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to learn the hard way. It's <laughs> just so irritating. Yes. Uh, Nobody will listen to Holden. <laughs> no, never. What do you mean you have experience? I don't care. But yeah. anyway, let's get back to Monica. Monica cannot connect these dots and she cannot recall the details of the people who who were her assailants either. So yeah. she just remembers fighting off two people. Well, that could be anything. Yeah. 
So Holden and Johnson quickly leave, to which Monica retorts, they're hiding something. Of course they're hiding something, Monica. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. And Johnson urges Holden and Bull to look into Monica's attackers first, who are, of course, still at large, before jumping into the protomolecule thing. Oh, great. Because... Wrong plan. Right. (laughs) But we do end up finding that Johnson, Holden, and Bull learn that the owners of the shipping container where Monica was trapped are still on board the Tycho station. So great, we're going to go find them and talk to them. And they're right. found dead. Well, they're not talking <laughs> to anybody, apparently. No. And wait a second, there's still somebody coming to get that shipping container. The transport Zamita. Wait, so they're still coming. We'll set up an ambush. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that probably won't go well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything's been going just bang up so far. Ah, <sighs> great. So we'll see how well that works probably next episode. Yeah. And now we're going to go to Palace Station, where we see Naomi. And she hits up a bar and reunites with Sin and Kral. Well, she's more excited to see one than the other, because apparently Kral's not a fan of Naomi. No. (laughs) And that's not a good sign. No. I mean, I figured it was just normal, like, whatever, you're with them now, kind of thing. Right. You left us, so I don't like you anymore. But, who knows. But after the short reminiscing happens... She reveals why she's actually on Palace Station, that she wants to talk to Philip. And of course, Carl's like, he doesn't want anything to do with you. And Naomi's like, well, maybe he should be able to make his own decisions. It's like, uh uh-oh, these two are going to fight. That's all I kept thinking. Right. But she does really plead with Sin. Please, just tell him I want to talk to him. And then let him make up his own mind. Right. So apparently Sin managed to arrange the meeting, but it wasn't exactly super happy. No. And if anybody expected it to be a happy reunion, they freaking crazy. Right. Like anybody (laughs) thought, oh yeah, that'll be great. Philip will be like, oh mom, hey, this is awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, he's pretty mad at his mom for abandoning him. And I can't remember everything. I thought Marco hid Philip. He did. Okay. Yeah, Philip doesn't know the whole story. That's for sure. Okay. That's why yeah, like he hid Philip so Naomi couldn't take him with her when she left. Okay. Because Naomi admits that she was wrong and of course apologizes and she doesn't expect forgiveness, but I didn't understand why she didn't say your father hid you from me. I was trying to take you away. But then right. he would have probably been mad anyway because his dad's kind of not brainwashed him, but raised him in a certain way. Yes. <laughs> which is almost brainwashing, I guess. But you know yes, what I mean. it is. <laughs> but it's, no, your mother left because she wanted to do stuff for herself instead of for us. And it's like, why? Why are you going to play off each other like that? I hate that. And that's not just oh, in sci-fi. <laughs> but Having experienced that in real life, yes, I am totally against that myself. <sighs> yes. Naomi reveals that she... She has a vessel for you, so you for Philip, so you can leave. You can start over. I will send you money. Just go and make your own decision. Get as far away from Marco as possible because he's destructive, and you're going to end up getting hurt. Yeah, and you go. Oh, really? Where did Naomi come up with the money to buy a whole freaking ship? I was guessing it was some kind of reward. Probably. 
probably. I mean, they did but save still, so I mean, many that's things. a whole lot of money. <laughs> I honestly, I was assuming it was something to do with the what was it, the ore or whatever yep. that they helped get. Yeah, it, that like the they illness. gave them this, like, hey, you helped us survive and get a, get the ship off. So here's this. You all get like this reward to help for helping us, or they get a cut all the time because they did it and right. helped, uh, yeah, <laughs> like hold up their their claim. I don't know, but yeah, it's interesting because I'm sure you know, the ship's not cheap. It's not like, hey, you're no. going to run out to the, the corner store and pick up a ship. Yeah. It's not a $500 used car. Right. <laughs> like, you know, value meal. Yeah. So, of course, Philip is like, whatever. And he leaves. And Naomi is like, dang it. This isn't working. So I guess she's just going to leave, right? Because yeah. she's back on the ship and she never told him the name of the ship. No. So I don't know how he just goes there. But Sid and Carl yeah. are in the shadows and shock Naomi, which I thought they stabbed her at first the way she grabbed her, her side. Right. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And then Sid is going to like take her away. I'm assuming like throw her onto the station or something. And Philip's right. like, no, I thought he was going to space her. Apparently I'm stuck on people getting space yes <laughs> because he's like no she's going with us and it's like wait what and crawl yeah none too pleased with that one no so, this won't end well for anybody <laughs> no so this should be interesting how this part plays out and again i'm like so fearful for our people yes right now it's not looking good for anybody <laughs> no and finally finally we're gonna go to mars because we've been waiting for what's going on here because bobby and Alex, okay, you two got a lot going on here too. Bobby actually let Alex in on I can't say the game plan, but you know, right. it's like, <laughs> this is what's going on. Alex doesn't believe it, but we're gonna figure this out. So right. I'm gonna help get dirt on the Admiral that I don't believe is part of it, but I will help either get dirt or clear his name. Right. So, okay. Because he still believes that the Admiral's hands are clean. I don't know about that. No. <laughs> but Bobby's like, nah, I think he's my guy i'm iffy like personally i don't know about you steve right yeah i i think i mean back last season with the the law guy it wasn't until we really found out what his motivation was that you go okay he's not really a bad guy he's just trying to get his family off of mars i kind of have a feeling this is going to be a very similar type of story where both babbage and the admiral are basically selling out mars so they can get to the ring gate as well see but i don't think they have quite family ties so i really think it's just babbage but we'll see right but all right we need the nitty-gritty right so alex goes to talk to babbage on a not not a date date (laughs) not a date date but she is dodging questions and she's like hey sit over here oh hey let's have this drink and i'm like she is trying to either get him drunk so he starts talking. Of course. Or like, I don't know what. Or she's gonna drug him. Right. But, like, she's asking all these questions and I'm sitting there like, Alec, are you really spilling all this? Or Yeah, really! Is this like you trying to give just enough information? Like, I really thought he was spilling too much information. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. He was just letting the mouth go and he was giving up way too much information about what actually happened. Right. And I'm like, I don't like that he's giving her all this information. No. <laughs> that can come back and uh, haunt him right. real quick. And 
as he's kind of walking her, I don't know where, because it doesn't seem like they're in a, by apartments or anything, they shared goodnight kiss, which kind of surprised me because I'm like, wasn't Alex just trying to make up with his wife? Right. <laughs> and well, I don't really think he initiated it. I think Babbage was being the aggressor with that. He didn't seem to. Well, he wasn't going to fight it. Hell no. He's a cowboy. <laughs> and Babbage does agree to a second date, though. And Alex is like, right. oh, how about tomorrow? She's like, oh, no, I'm running out on a supply run. Whether she meant to say it or not, she did. And he's like, oh, okay. Right. Well, what what's ship? the ship name? Oh, yeah, I figured it was going to be like, okay, I will keep an eye out for your ship then when you come back. I thought that's what he was going to say. Right. You know, kind of like, I'm not just trying to get information. Like, all right, I'll try to watch for your ship to come back then. Kind of like, I'm all waiting for our date or something. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It didn't come out quite right for Alan. No, it didn't. And I see a big booby trap in his future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then Alex goes up to his room and knocks into somebody. He's like, oh, sorry. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, are you Alex? It's like, yeah, and you admit it. Yeah. Like, really? Never do that. Dude. And he ends up getting jumped by two two people. One injects him with a really powerful sedative, which I thought, I really thought he was faking it. Right. Like, oh, no, he's spilling the beans on everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the dealings are with the Admiral. And yeah, Bobby's in on it. But, and thankfully, Bobby bur- doesn't burst in, but she comes in, you know, to talk to Alex when these people were about to kill him. So, woohoo, good job, Bobby. Yeah. And knocks them out and, in fact, ends up shooting that one person up with their own sedative or truth serum. Yeah, that was good. So, please show up. And I love it. They're like, are you sure you don't know him? No. Oh, well, they're dishonorably discharged buddy officers. And I wanted to be like, okay, just because Bobby was dishonorable discharged doesn't mean she knows all these other dishonorably discharged people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, most likely they must be working with the Admiral, right? Right. Yeah. But it's interesting because why else would they just have popped up right away? Exactly. Bobby seizes this opportunity to send Avasalara some more intel. And maybe these assailants are part of the whole Martian Belter deals. Hmm. Yep, very possible. Okay. Now, the last scene, the very last scene, was unreal. Because then we had to wait yes. for a week. <laughs> We're on Earth, and we see a man throwing some, I don't know, bread or something into the ocean for some fish, or birds, whichever. And then we right. see some fish jumping out of the ocean, but all of a sudden we see a ton of birds and fish going, like, kind of crazy. And they're going away. Yeah. And he's like, what? And you see, like, the asteroid just like flamed up coming into the earth atmosphere and hits the water and just this major kind of explosion and the water comes up and you know that poor man is gone oh yeah (laughs) he had no chance yeah so i'm just like oh my god what does this mean so is that like big enough to be like an earth killer you know it's like what what is it are we losing like whole parts of earth like i don't know how big any of these are and what this means right i'm thinking it's not big enough to be an earth killer i think if it been the original asteroid that marco got then yeah it, that could have been but, but because he split it up into pieces i think that this is 
kind of like a nuke going off. Well, he didn't mean to split it up. It just happened to break up next to that sun. (laughs) So we got lucky, I guess. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, we are not the only ones who have thoughts on this episode. Oh, no, we're not. As our friend Fred from the Netherlands has provided us some feedback. So let's hear what he thinks of this episode. Hello, Steve, Sean, and all listeners to the Fangirl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for DX Bonds Season 5, Episode 3. I wonder how Kamina Drummer got her perfect legs. In the beginning of the episode, we see her to get out of bed and we see two very slim, beautiful, naked legs. She had an exoskeleton and her legs were crushed between uh, two big trucks or something like that when she was in a cargo hall together with Klaus Edgeford. So what happened to her legs? When she gets out of bed, we see a little bit of nudeness and I thought Cara Gee, so the actress who plays drummer had a body double why did i think that because you don't see her face the face is always turned away so that's why i got the idea of a body double but i don't think she had a body double you could see an ear and ears are quite unique so if you compare that ear with a shot later on it was really herself or they had her head glued on the body of somebody else but i don't think that i can't suppress the sexual harassment story about Kaz Anvar when we see Alex with this barbage. I really wonder if his fellow actors knew about this thing when they were still working together. I think it would be very difficult to work with somebody of which you know such things. And I have to say it really disturbs me when I see Alex now. I just cannot enjoy his role anymore. Very sad. I find it a little strange, by the way, that when Bobby asks Alex with what ship Babette will fly out, they both assume that this information that she will fly out with the Barkeith is right. She easily could have lied to him. So there is no doubt at all there. They don't verify it somehow. I thought that was not thorough enough. I wonder who drummer Klaus Esford's data sends. At the end, Avacerola gets these data, but before we see her, well, let's say smartphone, we see a picture of Fred Johnson. So did Drummer send it to Avacerola directly, or did she send it to Fred Johnson, and did he forward it to Avacerola? Or did Avacerola intercept a message for Fred Johnson? One last nitpick, how did Drummer walk around barefooted without floating around, and without her magnetic boots? They are in space. Okay, that was all for this episode. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Yeah, that brief backside shot of Drummer was uh, (laughs) unexpected to say the least. And yeah, her legs must have been healed miraculously. You know, I thought it was her spine that had gotten messed up. But either way, like you don't see any scars. But I wasn't thinking about that. Right, yeah, that didn't hit me at at first either. But of course, Fred's going to catch things like that (laughs) because he's good. (laughs) And... Yeah, he thought that it might have been a body double, and 
He went back and looked at it, got a couple of screenshots of her ear, and verified that, yeah, that was her, all right. Hmm. Interesting. And it's interesting, too, that it's like you don't think of it, just like, I didn't think about the scars. She's not wearing mag boots. Yeah, I didn't think about that at all, either. Right. It's like, <laughs> huh. Yeah. Not something I thought about. You know what? I was wondering if that was the correct ship, too, or if it was a lie. The barkeep. Right. It's like, just because she said it doesn't mean squat. I mean, she knows what's going out, right? Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. She could have told him a completely different ship's name to set a trap for him. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't feel comfortable with Bobby and Alex right now. No. And, yeah, Fred, I definitely understand the issues that have occurred with Kaz Anvar and seeing some scenes in this episode definitely made things a little more uncomfortable. I do know that the reports of what he did didn't come out until after this season had been filmed. It didn't creep out any of the cast or the actors in it because they didn't know what had happened yet. So at least there's that. <laughs> I am. And yeah, if I had to guess, I would say that Drummer sent it to Johnson and Johnson sent it to Ava Solara as far as Ashford's recording. I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe she sent it to everybody she knows. Like yeah, everybody who would like Holden gets it and Naomi gets it and Fred Johnson. And you know what, Ava Solara, you get it too, because I don't know who's going to do something, but you I'll need to know what's up. Right. You never know. Nope. So, once again, Fred, we really appreciate your feedback. And, man, is this getting insane quickly. So, can't wait to hear your thoughts on episode four. Thanks, Fred. Oh my gosh, so we always love reviews from everybody, so we want to know what you guys think about the show, about our show, about everything. So you can send us your comments and questions about the show, or just tell us what I don't know because I don't read the books, because I'm so far behind everything. You can send us something at contactus at fangirlzone.com, and we will happily play it or read it on air. If it's not audio, you don't have to do audio. We just happen to have a couple of people who enjoy doing that. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about this show. They can watch four full seasons and then catch up with you on episode five. So you can talk about how awesome it is. And if there's speed readers out there, they can also read all the books. <laughs> you need to be data to read all the books. Oh my gosh. Not <laughs> in time. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> we do, of course, hope you're enjoying the podcast. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. I have burned all the bridges in front of me and behind me. And I don't give a fuck. And until next time.